You read the Bible, Greg. You talking to me? I'm a law Keep up. Wait, wait, let me let me explain something to you. Uh, I am not Mr. Lebowski. You're Mr. Lebowski. I'm the dude. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. Well, there's Jesus freak. I got a bad feeling about this. King Kong ain't got shit on me! Do I really look like a guy with a plan? Each and every man under my command owes me 100 natural scouts. <laughs> Start to see pictures, eh? Oh, wow. Thank you for that. What's the, uh, what's the, like... The crime that, like, has the least amount of effect on, like, negatively impacting somebody. Jaywalking. Just, like, tax crime. evasion. Tax evasion has, has the least effect. On, like, like, like the person like who committed it? I mean. Or, like, people in general, or? Yeah, like. The crime has I'm, the least effect like, on people? Like, if I get if I get brought up on drug charges, like. I'm fucking somebody's day up, guaranteed, unless I'm dealing some of that marijuana. Mm. I'll tell you everything I know. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't want to know. I just want to go to jail. Put me in jail. I feel like it'd solve all my problems. I don't know. Problems like some good jail time. <laughs> Give me time to like really mull all this stuff over, you know. <laughs> no, you maybe like. Like I, I'm working on my comedy special. I need the time. I need the time to work. <laughs> so in order to do maybe that, like, you have to burn somebody's house down. This is maybe part of the process. Parking. You don't have to go to jail. Oh, wait, you're talking that. about a crime where you could go to jail for it? Like prison. Like I mean, like do a year in prison or I don't something. Know like if there's that. any crime where you could go to jail for a year and it wouldn't have any effect on someone's life. Like could unless you got like year to go to jail, like prison, is that something I could do? Unless you got stopped I mean, if I for rent and stuff to go to prison, you think they'd let me in? Just go into the Penobscot jail and just be like, lock me up. <laughs> I'd give. What if I gave him like? What if I gave him like six hundred bucks a month, cheaper than my rent now? Maybe if you like. Maybe you could set up a. Maybe you Like at least you know. I like to make a down payment. <laughs> On an apartment. <laughs> Can I pay first and last month's rent in this jail? Maybe you could put a bomb somewhere, but then you, like, tip it off where it is so they stop the bomb, but you still set up the bomb, so you're going to go to jail. So, therefore, like, you go to prison, but no one was hurt in the matter. So I set myself up, basically. Yes. What if, like, kidnapping, but, like, I never have any intention of, like, actually, like, murdering somebody? I just, like... I just well, want to misplace them for a while. Well, <laughs> I just want to pull them out of their area, get them the, off for a little bit. Well, you run the risk of traumatizing whoever you kidnap, so that's not really a. It's definitely not a, a foolproof system. Who's already traumatized, so like it kind of doesn't matter. Oh, so you, like traumas can't compound, is what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're already fucked up. You're the, you reach your quota. like. Somebody is, if somebody's been kidnapped like once or twice before, you think you think they're gonna be as traumatized a third time as if I were kidnapped somebody once? That's flawed logic, dude. Go for it. I think you found it. I'm just saying, like I feel like a third timer, like you know, they get another chip. 
or something. Like I said, dude, you fl- flawed. Flawless. <laughs> you just got to find that person that's been kidnapped twice. Just going to do the research. I bet I could find somebody. You ever been kidnapped back? Or what about, like, this might be a crime. If you're willing to... You have to be willing to eat another... Chris, are you willing to eat another human being? I'm not willing to, like, eat somebody who didn't want to be eaten. So I'm saying is, like, you could find someone to consent to being eaten, and then you eat them, but I'm still pretty sure under the United States law that's still an offense. So you might go to jail for that. I think I could, like, stage it like I'm eating them. Just pull, like, some Florida Man stuff with somebody who consented to that type of stuff. Yeah. Can you go to prison for, like, public intoxication or, like, public urination? Not prison. That's it. That's it. You wouldn't, like, you wouldn't spend any significant amount of time and be like, all right, you're going to spend the weekend here. But if I, like, if I, like, got drunk in public, like, 30 times, like, it was a clear problem. If on that 30th time you started... Showing your asshole to children, you'd probably go to jail. <laughs> yeah, sure. All right, here's Chris. Here's a way that you could not hurt people. Maybe you get like busted with drugs, right? So then you mm-hmm. go on probation, but then you violate your probation, and then you go to prison because you violate your parole or probation, whatever. Oh, okay. So first, I have to get parole. Yeah, or just get like caught with a ton of drugs. So then you go to jail. But then it's like, you know, your first time offender, maybe you get off a little bit easy. Or, or there you go, dude. There's a felony. Just transport drugs across a state bo- state line. Call it LSD in Tennessee. It's like felony. a dangerous Seriously? Yeah. That's crazy. Shit, dude. This is they it. They charge with, like, each... Each hit gets its own felony charge. So it's like why are they so against LSD specifically? I, I don't know. It's fucking Tennessee, man. Some of those like the guy who made the law just had a bad trip one day and was like, "This is no good." Zach, did you do your LSD yet? No. What are you waiting for? Time. Just take a hit, right? Just fucking do it right now, dude. Yeah, probably fall asleep. Go to work in the morning and just, like, fucking... Not done. Don't you not have to work tomorrow? I don't work tomorrow. There you go, bud. I'm gonna say tomorrow or Sunday. Yeah. Fuck, I do work tomorrow. Take LSD and go to, go to church. Tomorrow makes it officially one year since... Grace was hit by a car. Yeah, so probably not the best. That seems like the perfect day. <laughs> One, that's it's just crazy. A whole year. Yeah. Yeah, that does seem pretty wild. Yeah. I'd be a good time to do mushrooms. I genuinely feel like that would probably be the worst time to do any type of drug. Heroin. Yeah. I mean, there, there, there is a, an exception to every rule, but... Yeah, just fucking bliss out. Not that I've done heroin and can speak what the high is like. 
Smoke, uh, smoke some bath salts out of your ass. How does that work? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, you haven't smoked bath salts out of your ass. I haven't. <laughs> I'm very curious how this works. I never have either, but I hear it's a great time. Chris, what's the hardest drug you've done? <laughs> Weed. Fuck yeah. I took an. I took one ibuprofen, but I, I didn't want to take more than one because I didn't w- want to get too fucked up. my blood just a little too much, you know? Is he in some Flintstone gummies? It said don't take more than two in 24 hours. I did three. Oh, <laughs> you motherfucker. Have you seen that video that's like... Uh, it's like... Coronavirus entered my body, and then it's like Flintstone gummies that I ate when I was eight. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. I haven't had a Flintstone gummy in a while. I think Sam's Club has some. They might. Do you have a co- Do you have Costco in Maine? No. We Not have even a one. wholesale now, though. Okay. We got Sam's so, Club and BJ's. I guess Sam's Club is basically Costco. Pretty damn close, just buying shit in bulk. Yeah, Sam's Club's cooler. Is it? I, I guess know. if you want to be a part of Sam's Club. It's Walmart, technically. So I guess it's not as cool, maybe? No. Did you say it's owned by Walmart? Is that what you said? Yep. Sam's Club is like a Walmart subsidiary. Yeah, gross. Cheap gas, though. I hate Walmart. Let me check my Amazon wish list. (laughs) (laughs) Who is this, Chris? No, it's you. No, dude, I just shopped from Best Buy. I used to think Best Buy was a Walmart subsidiary. Maybe it is. Maybe yeah, everything's maybe we're Walmart subsidiaries. They just clone people. We're not actually the. What would you do if you found out that you weren't? <laughs> what would you do if you found out you weren't the original copy of your person? What would you if? What would I do if I found out I was a clone? Yeah. Uh, I'd probably just fuck a bunch of hookers. Really? Yeah. I mean, there's still technically consequences. It's not my body. What do I care? I mean, no, it's still your body. They just clone somebody. Like you're not, you're not the first version of you. Fuck a bunch of hookers. All right. If I was the clone of a clone, I fuck a bunch of hookers with no condom. Whoa. I hear they're getting a lot cleaner these days with the advancements in technology. I I can't wait until the sex workers unionize. Who are they going to unionize against? No, they just create their own union. They just create a union, so therefore they get, you know, like health care provided for us and get free testing, free birth control. Yeah, but you get a union so that legalized. you can from people. Who would they protect themselves against? Pimps. Pimps, illegal prostitution rings, sex trafficking. Yeah. Sex work is weird. 
guess. I don't even know what work is. Close-minded. Expanding the expanding what sex work is. I have no idea what it is these days. It's, it's, it's like, pretty what's, what's, what's the like, lowest rung of sex work? Mm, happy giving happy end massages. Glory holes. Okay. Well, I feel like glory holes is definitely not the lowest rung. No, that's just a fun Saturday. No, actually, I guess the lowest would be like just stripping. I guess technically that's sex work, like just stripping. What? Stripping is sex work? Yeah, technically. Oh, I just thought stripping was stripping. I thought sex work meant like providing sexual services. I would imagine it's anything that offers like some sort of arousal, right? Or like something that teases. Something that like teases on. Touche. So then that really opens up a can of worms. Fuck guys. But that means we're all sex say, workers. We gotta unionize. Yeah, I mean we're podcasters, right? We're af- we're offering ASMR. So if you tell me that our listeners are not getting sexually aroused from our podcast, you're you're a fucking liar. I know I every single one of your motherfuckers are. Let's just quickly Google is stripping sex work. Um. Yeah, stripping. Stripping is considered a. So, so I guess to go. Oh, also phone sex service is also. So maybe that's the bottom because you're there's no you're just talking dirty. Yeah, but again, no, I see what you're saying, but there's still room for like sexual pleasure in that. That's the intent. Right, but I'm, wait, what, that's, your that's was, what's, what was your question, like the bottom tier? What's like the lowest rung? Like, it's still sex work, but it's not quite, you know, I would say getting phone ass sex. pounded by 12 guys at once. Yeah, I'd say phone well, sex. Like I'd say sex phone work. sex and then maybe stripping from there. And then maybe... Uh, Maybe erotic massages. Then maybe pornography. And then now you're then up after that you're at like selling yourself. You don't sell yourself short, Chris. No, I'm just gonna sell myself entirely. Just sell yourself. Don't sell yourself short. <laughs> know how much your body's worth. Like, how do you appraise that for, like, business purposes? For, like, insurance providers? Like, if you were to take out insurance on your own body, that's not health insurance? Mm, that's a good question. Can you insure your body? Because, like, there's health insurance which maintains your health, but, like, people insure, like, work trucks because without them they can't do their work. So, like, can you insure your vagina? Um... Male sex workers, their thing. Uh, well, fuck it, dude. We got Google. <laughs> Can you insure your body? What do you mean, isn't that kind of what life insurance is? Uh, yeah. Yes, like, you can. 
So I, supposedly, I guess athletes can insure their arms and legs, and supermodels can insure facial features. Singers can insure their vocal cords. So yes, you can insure your body. That's crazy. Sex workers, yep. they're really like they're really putting a, a, a web Dude, together. Here, uh, a chocolate. They're laying some foundation. Hey, check this out. A chocolate tester for Cadbury had her taste buds insured for $1.33 million. Oh, shut up. A Cadbury chocolate tester? You already have the best job in the world, and then you were able to take an insurance policy out on your taste buds for $1.33 million? Yeah, man. What happens if you drink a cup of tea that's too hot? Well, if you, exactly. If you fuck up your taste buds, then you can just cash in and get insurance. Fuck, where's my insurance, dude? What are you going to insure? I work at a hotel, I guess, like... Ugh. Who am I kidding? My job is not worth anything. Hmm. This was a lot of fun. This is this was good to know. You can insure your vagina or your penis. What if you're Heidi strictly Klum's, Heidi Klum's your legs? Here you go. Heidi Klum's legs are insured for two million dollars. I've heard that um, Troy Polamalu's hair was insured when he was in the NFL. America America Ferreira, I don't know who that is, but her smile is insured for $10 million. Oh, my gosh. Keith Richards' so, hands are insured for $1.6. One day, she is cashing in a payday. Uh, a Dutch winemaker, uh, Ilja Gort, insured his nose for $5.5 million. Uh... Let's see. Uh, there's a coffee taste. There's a coffee taster for this UK coffee house called Costa Coffee. His taste buds are insured for thirteen point three million dollars. Jeez. David Beckham's legs and face are insured for hundred ninety-five million dollars. Hold on a second. You're telling me that he can take out insurance on his leg when it's literally his job to put his legs in harm's way? Um. It's also because like he does modeling and stuff and advertising, so it's oh, yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo's legs are insured for $144 million. That's insane, dude. Uh, like, Bruce Springsteen. NFL players just do that. Take out insurance on their kneecaps, so as soon as they fuck up their ACL, they're taken care of for life. Well, you have to pay for it. I mean, I'm sure it's really expensive to pay for that much insurance. NFL players aren't making a shit ton of money. Yeah, they are. No, it's like it's like, like tricky, like the way they're. It's like tricky the way their salaries work. Hmm. So it's like not a lot of them are actually making a shit ton of money. I know the minimum's like three hundred thousand dollars or something. Well, there's that, but you have to like, but you have to pay, but you have to pay taxes and shit. Then you have to pay your agent fees, and then you have to pay, um, for other different stuff. You know, because like, you have state income tax, then you have federal income tax. You have to pay. 
Then you have to pay your agent fees, whatever those can amount to. Plus there's like other fee, like other hidden fees and shit that you have to pay. So I saw like some NFL player saying like whatever you see on the like whatever you you're signing for is your deal. Really, you're making you're really only pocketing about half of that amount. Yeah, that makes me feel so bad for Patrick Mahomes. He's only gonna pocket <laughs> about four hundred million dollars. So maybe he, so maybe he could have enough dough to insure his, insure his body. Rob Gronkowski, I heard that for the first like ten years of his career, or I don't know how long his career, but like the first maybe six, but. He uh, didn't touch his NFL salary because all the money he was spending was coming from the ads that he was pulling in. Yep. So he was just sitting on like millions of dollars from his yes. NFL contract. Yeah. Just uh, sitting on. Listen, everybody, you know, I would physically yeah, sit on my like money. Break, it's like Breaking Bad, where they lay on the money in the storage bin in the backyard. <laughs> I just make like a chair out of it, like Game of Thrones style. So I can hey. sit on cold hard cash all day. Game of coins. Game of coins. Cool. Well, you guys want to get into this podcast here? That's fun. That's fun to know about insuring body parts. I can't wait to tell more people about this tomorrow. And we're off. Hello and welcome to the Film and Loathing Podcast for Saturday, August 22nd, 2020. This is episode number 81 and I'm Jake. I'm Chris. And I am Zach. Coming up this week, we have a review of An American Pickle, a new film starring Seth Rogen. We'll talk about some of the things that we watched and just whatever else comes up along the way. So thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. How are you guys doing this week? I'm all right. School's got to be right. starting. School's got to be starting pretty soon, right, Chris? Nine days from today. Now, did you have you been enrolled in online classes for the last few years, or did you take a break and now you're going back? I took a break and now I'm going back. That's good, Jenny. Going back. <laughs> now, I guess. I guess this actually kind of ties into what we were really just talking about before we hit record here. Are you going to insure your body in case you get COVID at school? Do you see that three UMaine students tested positive? Exciting. Does this have you nervous? No. Not really, if I'm being completely honest. As long as I'm not a fucking idiot, I'm pretty sure I'll be fine. Well, good luck with that. I'll just wear, like, I'll, I'll wear, like, a Halloween mask all day. So I'm not covering just my nose and mouth. I'm covering my eyes and, like, top of my head and the back of my head, too. Just when to you say a Halloween mask, do you mean, like, a Mike Myers mask or just a mask you'd wear on Halloween? I mean, I was referencing just the holiday, but, I mean, a Mike okay. Myers mask would the bill, too. And now, are your classes, are they all in person or some of them online? Are they all online? They're all – the first up until, I think, Thanksgiving – break they're doing a minimum or a, a mac a certain amount of capacity per class but every okay. other person has to sign on to zoom so they're doing online for every single class but some are in person 
some are in person until Thanksgiving. Now, have you looked at what's around Thanksgiving? Is Thanksgiving a certain time when you can no longer drop classes and get a full refund? I have not looked. I actually have no idea, but there's no way I'm dropping any classes. I was just curious if UMaine was running its own little scheme here. Probably, dude. The education system is just a giant scheme anyways. Why do I need to know about chemistry and shit? You tell me. You're taking chemistry. It sounds no, like. I'm, not taking I'm taking astronomy. Oh, right, right, right. Listen, okay, college is great. I think it's awesome. But having a strict curriculum that people need to follow and take class, spend thousands of dollars to take classes that they don't want to or need to for their major is absolute bullshit to begin with. You don't got to convince me, man. It's a giant scheme. I'm falling in because I want to get my degree. I'll take the hits. Um, <laughs> a cool thing about astronomy I heard is that if there's even a little bit of clouds in the sky, the labs get canceled. So I had a, like a friend whose most of their labs were canceled because that's just like Maine. It's just cloudy. I mean, that's the only part that I need is just the lab. I had another friend that didn't even – that forgot that he was enrolled in astronomy and missed the first month of classes. <laughs> <laughs> How do you forget you signed up for a class? Fuck if I know, man. That's funny shit. I got to go get my books, though, and everything. I got to do that Monday. Ooh, go stand in that, that disease-ridden line in the yeah. union? Yes. Wait, why don't you just order your books – Store all your books online. They'll package it together for you, and then you just go pick it up. I did. There, oh, I think that's like mandatory this year is that you have to order it online. No, fuck. There you go, man. So I just got to go in and grab them and run. I remember Party books paid. being like so fucking insanely expensive. I, had, I luckily this semester only had to buy three books, and one of them was like 20 bucks. That's not bad. No, no, I lucked out this semester. It's been great. Very cool. Very cool. Well, Chris, I wish you the best of luck. I don't. I don't need luck. I really. How, so, how many courses are you taking? Is you, is it going to be a busy schedule? Is this going to hurt the Five podcast? Classes, but one of them is a lab, so it's only thirteen credit hours. Are you going to be hard-pressed for time to watch movies? I'll be able to, like, watch the movie we are going to review every week, but probably not going to be able to watch, like, a ton of outside that, no. Because, like, like, this is – I didn't take it seriously the first time I went to school. This time, like, I'm I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm actually going to try, like, and take it seriously. How, how many semesters do you have left to get a degree? Fucking seven. Eight. <laughs> oh, you so you have to go f- a full four more years. Uh, three and a half. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Good luck, man. I know. Well, like I really want to get my degree. I decided, like last week. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Even if I don't use it. Just kidding. I'm gonna use it. Because I, I say that now, but 
seven semesters from now, it could be a different story. Well, Chris, I wish you the best of luck. Thanks, Jake. I hope that engineering book you're reading has some helpful tips in it for you. It's really, really, really riveting. I'm sure that it is. I, who doesn't want to read about fucking buildings and bridges? See, you chose civil engineering. Why? why yes. What was that? what was the rationale behind that? Oh, let's see, the rationale. Well, let's see. I didn't want to be in physical therapy anymore. My grandparents and my parents told me I couldn't drop out. So then I said, well, engineering, what's the easiest engineering? Mm, Electrical seems hard. Mechanical seems hard. Civil doesn't seem that hard. Civil it was. (laughs) And then you got in there and you're like, fuck, I was wrong. No, it wasn't that hard. The hardest part was just balancing the workload my junior year. Like, it wasn't hard. It was just time-consuming. So I was just constantly in the library, constantly trying to get, like, just homework after homework assignments slash studying, all that shit. Like, it was just just a time management thing. It wasn't hard or difficult by any means. The only hard class I took was intro to structural engineering, and I dropped it after the first week because it was hard. Shit. I was like, dude, this, like, is my senior, I was, this is my senior year. I, I don't even want to be a structural engineer. I don't even want to be an engineer. I'm not taking this class. At least you've got, like, a pretty cool degree that's versatile. Yeah, man. Like, I love it when I'm working at the pizza shop and people are like, yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I got a degree in engineering. They're like, why are you here? And I'm like, because I wasn't a big enough disappointment to my parents. <laughs> That's funny as shit. My favorite thing to do is when I gotta go get brake rotors and pads. It's like, oh, I mean, I don't know anything about brake rotors and pads, but how would you like to know about late 20th century Russian literature? <laughs> it won't fix your car, but it's a bit more interesting. Yeah. Fuck. Probably just as dry, too. You know what they want to do before they get into college, dude. Like, I remember talking to my grandmother when she was, when I was, like, a little kid. And she was always like, when I was a little kid, I wanted to be a teacher. That was all I wanted to be. I wanted to, I wanted to teach kids, like, you know, and help them get through, like, young kids. Like, kindergarten, first grade, second grade, and third grade. That's what I wanted to do. And then she went and did that. And I didn't realize, like, how amazing that was until I got turned, like, 21 years old. And I was like, fuck, dude. Like, Okay, well, what year – What in what year was your grandmother 21? I know. No, I was 21 when I was like, that's incredible. Yeah, but your grandmother was probably a teacher around 21, right? So how? what year was it when she was 21? I know. She didn't have many options. The society was structured so that, like, she it was very difficult. Like there wasn't for her to crippling, other than, like, there wasn't nursing crippling dead. Yeah. She went into teaching, and she said that even, like, with everything going on around her, that's what she wanted to do, and she loved it until the day she retired. And... Is Mima still with us? Grammy is not. Grammy's not with us. 
She's never going to see her boy become a teacher. She's never going to see her. She's never going to see her boy become a massive disappointment. She's never going to see her. She's never going to see her boop bop be a teacher. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> oh, do you really do love family? <laughs> Well, you guys want to uh, talk some American Pickle here? Let's do or it. And American Pickle, yeah. excuse me, and American Pickle. Let's see. Okay, so and American Pickle, directed by Brandon Trost, stars Seth Rogen, Sarah Snook. And the plot synopsis is an immigrant worker at a pickle factory is accidentally preserved for 100 years and wakes up in modern-day Brooklyn. What did you guys think of an American pickle? I thought exactly what I thought when I first heard the plot for this movie the first time. <laughs> it was I could have thought and a range of things on this topic. That's that's pretty fair, but when I first saw the idea for this movie, my first thought was, "Fuck, this sounds horrible." <laughs> it was it was really really, really bad oh. Seth Rogen what'd you do man or not even what did you do why did you do like that's the biggest thing about this whole entire thing I was like this movie could have never been made you know and everything would have been fine yeah that's definitely true <laughs> This movie could not have been made and everything would have been fine. I don't know. It's just really bad. Like, the whole entire time I'm watching it, and if it, it's just Seth Rogen and, like, he can't carry a movie by himself. He just can't. He needs somebody with him. Well, he had Herschel. <laughs> You're right. Fuck. He wasn't, he wasn't by himself. <laughs> Herschel was pretty funny. Okay, so maybe one Seth Rogen can't carry a whole movie, but can two? <laughs> two Seth Rogens. It's a good question. Two Seths is too much. It was, <laughs> it was I get, dude. I, I definitely didn't hate it as much as it sounds like you did, Chris, but I kind of agree. It was sort of a, a dud for me. I'm not sure if this was my fault or just not knowing a whole lot about it, but I thought it was going to be sort of like a, a Seth Rogen type comedy, you know, a lot of stoner jokes and things like that nature with this ridiculous concept, which I thought maybe had the potential to be funny. But it's it's definitely not that, and it's a lot more serious than I thought it was going to be. Like, I was totally expecting there to be scenes where uh, Seth Rogen is trying to smoke weed with Herschel. I would have loved to have seen that. Yeah, I don't think I laughed, like, once. What? I don't think I, well, I mean, I also slept through a lot of it, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't, like, I don't remember, like, okay, so Seth Rogen does his Seth Rogen thing of, like, 40-year-old man plays and dresses like he's 24, and, but it's just, like, None of the same material, none of, like, none of it's funny, none of it really lands. Like, he always has this job where it's like, that's what, that's what your job is, Seth Rogen? Like, 
Can you really see Seth Rogen as an app developer? Like, does it really make any sense? What I, I can't watching. see Seth Rogen as an app developer, actually. It's like in, it's like in um, what is that, Longshot or whatever? Which I was saying, it's oh, like, he's like, becomes a political speech writer or yeah, something? Yeah, he's like, it's like Seth Rogen, the like super liberal, um, like super liberal reporter and journalist, and it's like, that's Seth Rogen? There's no way. Yeah. <laughs> well, he played a super liberal reporter in the interview. He nailed it. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, but he has Dave. He has uh, James Franco to help keep him afloat in that one. I wish James. Actually, it would have been amazing if James Franco played the immigrant. He plays Herschel. That would have been awesome. Like, better if James Franco played like Ben. Or Ben. Yeah, there you go. If it wasn't strictly, like I said, if it wasn't strictly Seth Rogen, this would have been pretty funny. But it was, and it just it seemed like. He used this as a way to work through some personal shit, but it just didn't end up being good because he didn't really know how to do that well. I like the I do like the idea of like what would happen if your great great grandfather could you know step foot into 2020 and see how you live. Like what would happen you know if Grammy were to come out here and see you in 2020, Chris? You know what I mean, type of thing like. The, the distance of multiple generations and just sort of the like the shock of what 2020 New York is compared to in early 1900s. But well, I feel like it doesn't doesn't really lean into that much. Like a little bit. If if great grampy Valentino was just popped out of a pickle jar and was just like, fucking, what are you doing, Chris? So he's like, hey, what are you doing, Chris? Huh? Because he was from Italy. Like, and, in, like Herschel never seems completely overwhelmed by no. things. You know what I mean? There's, like, some stuff where there's a, kind of, like, an initial shock. But I feel like it would still take a long time to get over that. And that he would have so many more questions than what comes up. Yeah, it's like the fish out of water story. But the fish never really seems that out of water. Right. It's more like you put the fish out of his water, put him in a fish bowl, and just sort of walked around with him. Like, still kind of in your element. Need some walking around money. Hmm. I don't know. But like I said, like, I don't, I, I, I like the idea. I just wish that they could have explored it a little bit more instead of sort of turning it into them like weirdly competing against each other for jobs. It's not even them competing against each other. It's more of like Ben trying to sabotage everything that Herschel does and trying to use that to play, like to play laughs with like the introduction of Twitter. And Uh, I'm, I'm down with the idea if, if Ben came off as a shitty guy, you know, like if Ben came off as a shitty guy, I feel like the whole playing, on Herschel, everything he tries to do to Herschel end up backfiring on Ben. I feel like at that point, that would have been a good play to make. But I mean, Ben, ben Ben's respectable, you know. He yeah, for the dude, most part, he's kind of portrayed that way. He's not a bad I mean, person, like by any means. 
And then when they need him to act like an ass for the sake of the plot, like he becomes one, and then he just goes back to his lovable self. Yeah. Now, I know this movie wasn't written by Seth Rogen or any of that crew. Like It was based on a short story. Um, and I think that guy went and adapted – I can't remember the guy's name, but he adapted it into a script. So, like, I don't know if maybe that had to do with it. And this sort of Seth Rogen just sort of stepped in and just played the role and didn't really have any part – like, any, any say in the writing of it. I'm not really sure. But, like, I don't know. Like, it just seems like such a ridiculous idea, you know, of a person being preserved in pickle brine. Like, just the concept alone is insane. So it feels like they would lean way more into the whimsical, but it never really does. It's sort of just more like a, a jumping off point, and then it's never really discussed. Like, how is the media not obsessed with this guy? How like, do, how are how they, do, how they justify the science in the movie? I thought was pretty funny, though. They're yeah, sitting there in the, funny joke. At the table, and then they're just like, they're just like, well, look, this is really unbelievable. How could you possibly believe this guy was pickled for a hundred years? And then, like, they cut to Herschel's head, and he's like, and then they went on to justify the science, and it was very smart. And then they're like, oh, that makes one hundred percent sense. That's very scientific. And then they move on to the next thing. Yeah, like how these like these guys should be YouTube famous, like. That would be a totally a thing. Like, I think the media would be all over them. This guy could have – like, how how is Ben not being like, I'm a fucking tech-savvy guy. We're going to make a vlog, dude, and we're going to – like, we're going to record your – like, you exploring this new world and capturing your reaction. We're going to get millions of YouTube hits and make money. Plus, they just send him off into the world with no help. Like, no nobody there to kind of be like – all right, we understand that this is a huge shock to you. Like, yeah, he has his family member, Ben, but, like, you would think they'd want to keep somebody there who they actually confirmed knows what they're doing. Yeah, totally. Because this guy needs money. He needs, like, shit to get around. To live. Seth Rogen wearing those hipster outfits was just, was just too much. Yeah, it was a bit much. It felt so. It felt so weird. It feels like, like him wearing his capris or whatever. Oh my gosh, it was bad. It was horrible looking. Seth Rogen with like a shaved beard and and a beanie on. I was just like, this is the most disgusting <laughs> I've ever seen. I was really hoping that the first time Herschel stepped into Ben's apartment, he was just like mystified and was just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Oh gosh. But alas. Sadly mistaken, Jake. Yeah. I mean I don't know. I feel like it kind of I wouldn't say it necessarily had potential. And I wouldn't even say I was expecting more from it than what it was. Just what it turned out, like what it ended up being was not what I expected. And I wouldn't say it was that great. I guess cons- like considering all the shit that we've gotten in 2020, like it's not the worst I've seen, but. This is just on that list of shit. Hmm. Yeah, it's just kind of right. just playing in that middle ground. Like, well, he's. 
Like, wasn't the worst way to spend an hour and a half, but I mean, will 100% be forgotten. Little do we know, HBO actually had this movie tucked away on a back shelf for 10 years, and they were just waiting for the year where things actually went to shit so they could put it out and not have to worry about losing any money because they're already losing money. So, like, I think it's time. I think it's time to unleash the pickle movie. <laughs> remember those oh, Sony hacks? Do you remember those Sony hacks from like four years ago? No. Was this part of it? Were there like, was this in the hack? Could someone find out that this they've been sitting on an American pickle? Oh, did you notice that um, Herschel's grandson, Ben's grandfather's name was Mort? Yeah. That was too bad they didn't do one of the a joke. It was like, hey, Mort, look. I preserve myself a pickle, Brian Moore. <laughs> oh, shit. Mort Greenbaum. Why did you fucking hire me, guys? I could have wrote this shit. Could have wrote this shit. That's, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I mean, I, I probably could have done a work. I probably could have done just as bad, if not a little bit better. So, come on. Uh, give me, say, give me a gig. Hit the standard this movie set if you wrote this. Let's, yeah, let's this is what I don't get. Like this this idea that this movie has to take itself somewhat seriously. Like I don't I don't know why like that was part of your pitch where you're like, you know what? This guy's preserved in pickle juice, but we still need to make a somewhat serious movie. This guy's faith is in question. Like he's pitching this whole entire thing and he's like First things first, this guy gets put into pickle juice. He gets in. He starts a beef with his great-grandson. He starts his own pickle company using, hold on, garbage. <laughs> and then his his great-grandson is an app developer played by, hold it, Seth Rogen. Hold and it, what hold. does Seth Rogen have? A, a crisis in faith. And Seth I feel like the Pickle Brian idea was like the last, was like the last thing. Like, they were pitching it, and they were like, all right, so we got this idea where this old man comes back from, like, the past. We don't know how yet. Um, and he's going to, like, basically see his grandson, how his great-grandson lives in modern-day times. And they're like, okay, it's, you kind of got me. But, like, how does he, like, you know, come back? Is it like a time travel thing? And he's like, no, nah, it's not that. And it's like, falls on a bride of pickle vine, dude. There's so like, many different things they could have done. Like they easily could have had him just frozen in a block of ice. That could have been so simple. It's been done. People can just accept that, but people can't just accept Brinton pickle juice because it's so off the fucking wall. I wish it would have been like the Jurassic Park where he was like preserved in tree sap. <laughs> they just take mosquito, like mosquito, old mosquito sucked up blood, and they just put it in something and make Herschel. Yeah, exactly. That could have been kind of cool. Captain or America, it could have been frozen in some ice, like you exactly. said. But no! It has to be brined and fucking pickles. Yeah, so said, yeah, exactly. You nailed it on the head. Like, it's such a ridiculous idea to then go and make everything beyond that, like, somewhat serious is... I don't know. It's a weird... It's a weird tonal choice. I get having like, some lighthearted like message in there about like whatever this movie's message is. But like, like, really, like here is your chance to have Seth Rogen just do 
Seth Rogen's stupid things, but you're more concerned about like this pickle business that this app developer has to sabotage. Hmm. Like, it's the dumbest thing you could have done. I will say, <laughs> watching Herschel say, "I'll prove you stupid." <laughs> that was funny. I also, yeah, I hate the accent. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I like Herschel. I think Herschel's funny. Everything else, dog shit. Yeah, Seth Rogen should have been playing like Seth Rogen from This Is The End. Hmm. That's true. Or she bet it couldn't have been more self-aware. Like, it's actually, it's actually Seth Rogen, whose great-grandfather comes back. <laughs> this is secretly just a documentary. And it's just like <laughs> Seth Rogen as an actor, hanging out with buddies, like, takes him over to James Franco's house, gets to meet Herschel. I feel like this movie would have been really good in, like, the I'm still here style. Like, Seth Rogen actually believes that he... (laughs) That could have been so good. That he has come back because he was uh, preserved in pickle juice, and now he's back from the 1800s. And, like, just play it completely straight. And that's just how it is. Get James Franco in there, Craig Robinson, Danny McBride. I like that could have been a great thing. Danny McBride. He's just introducing to his friends, and all of his friends end up liking Herschel more than Seth Rogen. So Seth Rogen (laughs) tries to feel a little shitty about himself. And then you can still have the sabotage back and forth. It could have been a great thing where Danny McBride like takes Herschel and they go to like a strip club together one night. Dude, Danny McBride and Herschel would have been the best duo. That would have been awesome. How is it that, you know, this this person who is, steps into the modern world, right? The modern world where we send pictures of our dicks to everyone. And, like, so you're there, and yet the majority of the movie is not this man from the 1800s trying to navigate the modern world. It's back and forth sabotage of small business like why i just don't really i want to know where in the white writer's room like that's the path they started to go down <laughs> yeah because like i said like they had tons of like try to get some like jokes in of like modern times with like the milk jokes and the seltzer water and twitter and all that shit like he's not, it could have just been and he's they're just like he's just like I have no idea why I'm here. <laughs> like, what is all this? I have no idea what any of this is. And he's just like, yes. Yes. What is all of this? Like, how is there not a scene where Herschel gets to go to McDonald's ball pit? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. So much potential. Squandered. Um, yeah. I'm tapped on uh, American Pickle. I'm done. Uh, I'll give it a two. And, I'll give it a two and a half out of five. One point five. It's going one. Oh, that's tough. That's harsh. One for Herschel. One whole Maybe star just for Herschel. Damn. Yeah. 
Um, let's move on then. Let's talk about some other things that we watch. Maybe there, are, hopefully, there are a couple more bright spots in your guys' week. Oh. Um, I really only watched whose line is it, anyways. That's all you watched all week. Pretty much. Damn. <laughs> you must be chugging right along, though. It's great. I love it. It's such a funny show. Have you worked into a different presidency yet? No, right now it's Michael Jackson jokes. So this must be like 2000. Three-ish, because it's all about like white Michael Jackson is the joke they make quite a bit. Wayne Brady must have a ball, a heyday with that. He does have some good ones. I will say like Drew Carey inserts himself more and more as the show goes on, and he's the worst part of that show. Mm. But like he's probably the one who's getting the highest payback on that show. Yeah, he is. So they're probably sitting there, and he's, they're just like, well, I mean, like, we have to utilize him. Just the idea that, like, there's a winner of your show, and the prize is you get to play a game with Drew Carey. And it's like, I would never want to win. <laughs> That's the thing, is that, like, he is such a dated celebrity. And, like, okay, I understand. I, there are times when I think where I truly believe it's all made up on the spot, and then there are times where I feel like there definitely are plants in the audience. They give them some kind of shape and structure. Maybe. Oh, for that. But, like, a lot of, I feel like a lot of the ad-libbing... Anything that doesn't involve the audience, though, that's got to be all ad-libbing, right? So, like... Well, they have, like, repeat, like, bits they do. It's not like they're retelling the same joke, but they're applying it to a new topic. So it's still different, you know? Like, the setup is different, but the punchline's the same. I could see something like maybe, like, scenes from a hat. Maybe they sort of get a, a brief look at, kind of, just to, like, get some ideas going, but they don't know what's actually going to be drawn for the show. Yeah. Well, it's like when they do certain games, like, they ask for suggestions from the audience, and the audience almost always says, like, the exact same variation of shit. And it's like... Oh, like when they're just, like... Things you can say to your dog, but not your wife. Yeah. Although Colin Mockery's, come. <laughs> it's a great lie. <laughs> I, I love, there's one, they're playing scenes from a hat, and they're like, things you would say to start a fight. Ryan Sal just walks up, and he's like, you guys want to start a fight? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Stiles is, is probably the funniest guy on the show, in my personal opinion. Him and Colin are the best. Oh, they're back and forth. I love watching them do the, the thing where they, um, they're they introducing the song, and they have like the back and forth, yeah. like, the infomercial style. Like That's always a great one. Like The one where they have to use humans as props is always funny. Oh, yeah. Or, um... They have, like, they have, like a... Um, Russell Simmons, or not Russell Simmons, Richard Simmons on there. Yeah, that's a hilarious one. Or, like, when they can only say, like, two lines, and they have to do a whole scene just saying the two lines. I really like sometimes those can be really funny. They can only talk in questions. Oh, yeah. Or they, like, one where they can only talk in song titles, like... I have to say, one of my favorite things from Scenes from a Hat, though, is when they're just, like, thing entertainers you wouldn't typically see at a funeral... And then Ryan Stiles goes up and he opens the casket and he like slides his arm up the thing's ass. He's like, oh, whoa, 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 good to see you guys today. Like he's a fucking puppet. 
<laughs> and Ryan's always the one that makes fun of Drew Carey, like, the most. Oh my gosh, I know, I love it. I love it. Watch the bloopers someday. Like, when you're done with the show, go on and watch the bloopers, because there's one part where Ryan is sitting there, and he's he's like, I gotta pee. Or uh, he does... um. Uh, what's the one they do at the uh, the end of the show? The the yeah, they do a hoedown. He's like, if I do another hoedown, I'll slip my fucking wrist. So it's fucking intense. Uh, well, Chris, what have you been watching this week? Um, I watched uh, six days, or no, yeah, six days, seven nights. With Harrison Ford. Oh, oh it was Harrison Ford. For, I thought it was Pierce Brosnan for some reason. Oh no, but it's it's. My mom used to love this movie, and it was one of the movies that we had on DVD. And I I was watching it, and I got to the end, and I remember sitting there and just being like, I watched this movie so much as a kid, and I definitely did not appreciate it for what it is. Like this movie is genuinely funny. Harrison Ford is incredible. I love this guy. That's where they get marooned, right? Yep, they get marooned on the island, and I don't know. It just has, like, this X factor about the whole entire thing. Like, it's not good. David Schwimmer's in it, absolutely horrible. David Schwimmer is the worst. I'm sorry, he's just not good. But well, I, I never I never look at a movie and be like, oh, David Schwimmer's in this. That's exactly saying though it's like seeing david schwimmer stand next to harrison ford i'm just like this is such an unlikely duo that should never have been <laughs> but the whole movie i've movie never whole- once watched a movie and was like you know what this movie was missing dave schwimmer <laughs> i like it's you know those like, those games you play where you take a character and you're like who else would you have casted in that not once did i think david schwimmer exactly like i don't know but it, it's a good movie. I, I appreciated it a little more than I did when I was a kid. There's, It has the moment um, in a movie that I've laughed at the hardest in the, every movie that I've ever watched in my entire life. And I'm not saying it's the best joke that's ever been in a movie. But watching this scene, I can't help but laugh every single time. She's in the she's in the 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 help the fucking plane after they crash and she's pinned up against this fucking window because because she takes uh, a life raft and she pulls it while she's inside the plane so her face gets scrunched up against the window and Harrison Ford leans down and he's just like you're gonna stop acting like a lunatic and she goes fuck you and she's just <laughs> so funny oh fuck. <laughs> I'm gonna watch that. That's, That's good stuff, man. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I like. It. Uh, well, I I watched an oldie but a goodie. I watched the Galaxy Quest. D Galaxy Quest. What? Did you say D Galaxy Quest? No, I watched Galaxy Quest. Oh, okay. I thought you were. I watched. I said oldie but a goodie. No, I said oldie but a goodie. Oh, Galaxy okay. Quest. Yeah. Who the dicks out of your fucking pay attention? What a fucking idiot, Chris. Like what? I don't know. I don't know how long it's been since you guys have seen Galaxy Quest. Uh, never. You've never really? 
Yeah. It's for been a long like time. We, for some reason, I feel like we watched it together growing up or something. Dude, we did. I do USM alum Tony Shalhoub is in that movie. The Shoob? The Shoob. The Shoob is in it, man. Alan Rickman Monk. and Sigourney <laughs> Weaver. Monk is hanging out there, dude. <laughs> um, I love Galaxy Quest. I think it's like a hidden gem. It's a pretty. It starts with like a pretty great Star Trek spoof. Just kind of shitting on Star Trek fandom and Star Trek itself, kind of. I think it's I think it's a pretty clever plot. Like it's about um, some aliens that mistake the television show Galaxy Quest for like archival footage of Earth. So they go there seeking seeking help from Tim Allen and the rest of the Galaxy Quest crew to help them. Um, like basically broker a peace agreement with this alien race that's trying to take him over and there's all kinds of hijinks gets in there like rain rain wilson has an appearance oh wow what yeah he has an appearance as one of the as one of the aliens seeking help it is i don't think he has i think he had maybe has like two lines in the whole movie but just like watching him stand there like an idiot is (laughs) Kind of funny. Because he actually becomes something. Like he did the office and shit, so you're like, that's fucking Rain Wilson. Why is he yeah, doing Yeah, it's just nothing? fun to be like it's just fun to be like, oh shit, Rain Wilson, this is before you got in anything, man. Hmm. It's just funny. That's funny shit. That's a good movie. The only part I really remember from the movie is the very end when like the the, the, the bomb is going down and they've already defused it. But it gets to one, and then it's just diffused, and like it always gets done at the last second. Mm-hmm. Always. Always. No, that's a good movie. It made for a great rewatch. I should watch that soon. Where'd you watch it? Blu-ray. You bought that? Fucking sure did, bud. Five ninety-nine. Five. You bought that for six bucks. Sure did. Jeez. Yeah, man, I'm a, I'm a, I, I scour that for deals. I'm just surprised that you would buy that for six bucks. Like that's like a three dollar movie to me. But, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm I, paid, I, sorry I paid double what you would pay for it. it just seems expensive <laughs> for some reason. Because like, if if less than fifty percent of the population is gonna know what Galaxy Quest is. I feel like it's worth three bucks. I don't know. I, I happily paid my five ninety nine and went about my day. All right. Yeah, man. I'm always, dude, I browse for deals constantly. It's like one of my hobbies. Just go on. You go to thebestbuy.com and like look at the five ninety nine deal. No, dude. You gotta go to Blu-ray.com and go to the deals page. Are they like new Blu-rays or? It breaks everything down. It'll be like, so you go to Blu-ray.com. <clears throat> so let's, let's walk us through it right now, Chris. Go to Blu-ray.com. Then yep. once you get there, there's a little bar at the top that says Best Blu-ray Movie Deals. See all the deals. So you click on that. Then you, it opens up. You got Amazon. Then you got iTunes, Fandango, Prime, Vudu, Walmart, Best Buy, and Steam. 
And then within each of those, there's the best deals, there's the newest deals, lowest prices, and deals by day. So all I do is I go to Best Buy, I click on lowest prices, and then I just start at $399, $499, and just see what, what I might want to get. What's on sale for $399 right now? For $399, you can get Gods of Egypt, Now You See Me, Chips, and Phantom Thread. Phantom Thread's worth $399. For $399. Then for $499, you can get 47 meters down on Cage, The Blues Brothers, Hostiles, Hitman's oh. Bodyguard, Beautiful Mind, Dragged Across Concrete, Jexy, Hunter Killer, Caddyshack, Airstrike, Leprechaun Returns, The Devil's Rejects, The Replacements, Patriot's Day, 10 Minutes Gone, I Feel Pretty, Valyrian City of a Thousand Planets, Scott Pilgrim, Slapshot, Mummies featuring Tom Cruise, which I all, which I bought, Beer Fest, A Knight's Tale, Hell or High Water, Braven, The Boss, Iceman. or Blues Brothers? What? You didn't buy Beer Fest or Blues Brothers? I bought Blues Brothers on 4K. Oh, when it was on sale. When it was on sale for nine ninety nine. Good for you, Jake. And then, but no, I did not buy Beer Fest, but I did buy the Mummy. I are a Mummy starring Tom Cruise. I have yet to see that. Same. So I bought it. I love the Mummy, but I fucking hate Tom Cruise. And then uh, for five ninety nine, you can get uh, let's see, cow. Oh, sorry, Cowboys and Aliens is uh, four ninety nine. For five ninety nine, that's on the t- your top one hundred. Dude, Cowboys and Aliens, <laughs> I bought that. I bought that months ago. Okay, so I'm late to the train, is what you're saying. Oh, here you go, Chris. Here you go, grown ups, five ninety nine. Oh, I'll keep your five ninety nine. It's in Spotlight Cinema over in Orno. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah, they've been replaying old shit. They've done like Harry Potter's. They did. Um, did you go to see Trips? I have not yet. I'm go- I are really want. Like, are they trying to figure out? A, is it sort of like the producers where they're trying to? Where they're just like, what's the worst movies we can put in to tank us? <laughs> but then it ultimately ends up Shrek saving them. They put Shrek back in. They put that uh, that movie with um, Russell Crowe, Unhinged. In theaters. Oh, I, I've just recently heard of that. Yeah. There are a couple odd ones. Batman, yeah, Blu-ray.com. It's an amazing place. Maybe I'll scour through. Maybe I'll buy one or two movies. Max. This is mostly where I buy them all. I get my shit. I just go right to here and just I just scroll and just see what's on sale. Blu-ray.com. Yep. Or Blu-rays plural. It's Blu-ray.com. Blu-ray.com. I'll check it out. And then on Amazon, uh, for, you can get Dirty Grandpa for $3.99. All Eyes on Me for $3.99. Is that that Tupac movie? Yep. That was horrible. You can get, uh, let's see... Yeah, basically this is just the same stuff as what you can get on Best Buy. Oh, we can get Shooter for five ninety nine. Oh, that could be worth it. All eyes on me. Ooh, Midsummer Blu-ray on sale for seven dollars, but I'm currently waiting for the A24 release. 
What's so special about that one? It's in 4K. 4K? 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 No way. Yeah. Yeah, man. Cool shit. Cool shit. What else did you watch, Chris? What else you got? I watched... um... I can't remember what the title was, but it was on Hulu. It was about the engineering masterpieces, and I watched that. Oh, whole... you're really gonna be an engineer someday. I'm just, I was yeah. just interested. I, I, it's one of those things where I get interested in it for like brief periods of time, and then that's, and then that's the end of it. But uh, I read this, I watched this thing on um, the International Space Station, and all like the crazy engineering feats that went into that entire thing, and I gotta say. It's freaking nuts, dude. Like, it's absolutely crazy how wild this thing is. If you have the chance to watch it, do. Like, because, like, they were talking about how it... I can't remember how many times it goes around the planet, but, like, it gets so close to the sun that the problem isn't when it gets cold. When it gets cold, they're fine. But it's when they get close to the sun and how they keep it cool. So... They literally have tubes encasing the entire International Space Station that have ammonia running through it because it's the only thing that can take in the heat and disperse it quickly enough or some shit like that. Hmm. Crazy. Like, the International Space Station is an absolute weird building. That's pretty sweet. Oh, it's wicked cool. And they said it has, like, labs in there and stuff oh what's the name of the show again i can't remember what it's called i think it's called like engineering masterpieces but it's on hulu and it how it only has like two episodes it has the international space station and then i watched the other one but i'll talk about that one next but okay. like it's insane what went into this thing you can talk about it now if you want just to keep it all together i'll, I'll talk about it now what the, this other one i watched was about this uh, cargo ship that hauls oil rigs from place to place and it has enough oil like its tanks are big enough so that if it wanted to it could sail around the entire world one whole time before it ran out of fuel wow like it's it's so it's in order to get the oil rigs they can't lift the oil rig up and put it on the ship so what they have to do is they have to intentionally sink the ship like 20 floor or like some 16 floors or some shit and then they okay. have to lift, get the boat to intentionally lift itself up while they keep the, um, the oil rig in place. And the the things this boat can do are insane. Like, insane. It's crazy. <clears throat> it's so uh, its boat, its propellers are always spinning in one constant direction. But mm-hmm. they made it so that it has a hydraulic piston on the inside that push the blades of the the propeller in different directions. So it's either pushing it forward or backwards. But either way, the propeller is still staying in the same constant direction. Hmm. Dude, that's and, something. And like, it's it like it's carrying when it has two oil rigs on it. It's carrying like some astronomical amount of tons, like two hundred and fifty or like twenty five thousand nine hundred and fifty tons hmm. some crazy shit like that and oh my fucking gosh this thing is cool as shit yeah, yeah it's, it's a crazy. whole boat. 
Hmm. Yeah, that sounds pretty interesting. It really is. Yeah, and the International Space Station one's cool, but, like, watching this one, I was just like, that's badass, dude. Did it make you want to go into engineering now? It made me want to go on that boat. <laughs> <laughs> do, do they do tours? I don't know. It's, they build them over in China, so I wouldn't go over there right now. Mm, I see. Yeah, but it's well, worth a watch. Okay, very cool. Let's see. I watched uh, this movie called 13 Assassins, directed by Takashi Miike from 2010. Takashi 6'9". Exactly. He directed this right before he went in the joint. Uh, this, is a pretty in- this is a pretty interesting movie. So it's two hours long, and the last 45 minutes is nothing but a samurai fight sequence. <clears throat> the last how many minutes? 45. That's insane. Literally the last 45 minutes. So the movie is about... um, It's set in a time of peace in Japan. So there's like these samurais, but um, really it's really the only... The older samurais are really trained in any sort of fighting because they haven't really needed samurais to protect anyone for a long time. So there's just like a lot of like young guns and whatnot who really don't have any formal training. And what happens is this uh, sort of this lord ends up sort of conniving his way into being the next in line of power. And there's a lot of people who are afraid that if he takes control that he'll put Japan like back into a time of war and suffering. So these 13 samurai – so they have 12 samurai and like one person they recruit to help them to make 13. They basically set this trap where – when this warlord is heading back to where he needs to go to, like, start his reign, like, they're going to trap him in this one town and essentially try to assassinate him. So the first hour and 15 minutes is just sort of laying that all out and them plotting and getting things together. And then, yeah, from the last 45 minutes is once this guy and his, uh, like, servants, protectors, whatever, like, his guardians – like show up in this town, they just like shit just hits the fan and they it's like these thirteen guys are fighting like two hundred soldiers. And it's just nonstop action for literally forty five minutes and it's pretty badass. I think I have seen this, but it's been a while. Yeah, the first like like leading up to that, like it is a little bit slow. Um like, cause you just like, cause any this new this movie is like known for its last forty five minutes. So kind of while I was watching, I was just kind of like, all right, like yeah, like I know where this is heading. Like let's just get it. Cause I, I kind of want to see this all play out. And then it's um I didn't really think it was like tiring. You know when you think of like forty five minute fight sequences, I think of sort of a lot of like the last Marvel movies. When you think of like Avengers Endgame or Infinity War, just sort of how tiresome those long battles can be but this was pretty cool because i think a lot of it was done practically so it was you know it was kind of cool just to see the choreography of everything coming in and just like watching these guys like hack and slash their way through like soldiers and how they like set up different traps to sort of try to even out the odds as best they can um no so it was i think i think it's worth a watch just just to sort of see that last 
that last bit play out. It's pretty good. Hmm. Can't believe it's a 45 minute samurai fight scene though. That sounds pretty badass. It's it's wild, man. Like they build these like in I don't even understand quite how they work really. But basically, like these soldiers will like walk, like walk into the city, and then they've got like these giant, like, like a barricade essentially that's built out of twigs that like slides through an alley and will like block off the road. So then they're pinched. So then these guys will like come out on top with bow and arrows and just start picking off guys. And then so people will, will like divert into houses, but in the houses they've got stuff set up and. What was super cool was towards the end, like they like they like f- are fighting in this alley, and they've put like katanas all over the place. So they've stuck like a bunch in the road. They've got a bunch stuck into to like boards and posts and whatnot. So like they'll be fighting along, and the guy will just like be fighting with one katana, and then he'll kind of get like outnumbered. So then he'll just grab a katana out of a, a board and then start fighting with two. And then he'll, like, throw one to the side just to pick up one out of the ground and, like, kill a couple guys. Like, it's, it was pretty sweet. Fuck. Sounds like yeah. cool shit. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, would you guys have anything else to left to talk about, or is it just me? I, I'm tapped. I got nothing else worthy of talking about, at least. All right, I can talk about these last couple things I watched, then. I can blow through them. Huh? So I've been reading The Leftovers, that's about it. What's The Leftovers? Dude, here's, okay. So, this is The Leftovers. Written by Tom Perota. And the premise is, one day, 13 million people vanish off the face of the earth. And it's kind of like... 13 million? Like that wouldn't have that significant of an impact. Thank you. That's literally what I've been saying. Like, it doesn't seem like that much. Like, you think about the global. Like, okay. If it was all concentrated in like one individual city, then I could see that. But like, it's like, okay, if you're looking at statistically, and like 130 million people vanish, and like, statistically. The vast majority of those people are going to be Asian. So, like, to focus it on, like, a small rural American town is, like, this, these places aren't really going to be that affected at all. Yeah. Might be, like, one or two people in the town that get vanished, yeah. potentially. But no, I'm supposed to believe this woman lost her whole family. It's a statistical anomaly. That, see, like, that I can forgive. It's just, like, <laughs> if it, there's if he was the say in the book that like the economy was to go into an absolute nosedive and all that type of shit, then I'd be like, You're that's a little ridiculous, don't you think? But like maybe the person who made them all disappear was just like fuck her family. Wait, so is it more of like a like a personal kind of story, is just how it affects certain families, or is it literally like this shakes the world? Uh, it's kind of more about this one family, and but it, like, it looks at each of them individually. So like, so that that big event happens, and then the actual book starts three years later, and so it's kind of like about the fallout from that. And okay. Like this cult that started called the Guilty Remnant, and they like, 
uh, basically like people are torn to whether or not it was a raptures type event or what it was and so there's cults and there's people just trying to get by you know there's a lot mm-hmm. of grief how do you get by start a fucking cult dude when in doubt robe out when in, when in doubt cult it out cult it out you guys ever wanted to start a cult though like you just let me know I, i'd probably join you make more money as a leader yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh Creed knew his shit. That one line where he was just like, dude was just hanging brain. I don't see what the big problem is. I laugh every single time I, I hear that shit. The best part of that episode is when he's like, he was like, if that's what flashing is, then lock me up. <laughs> oh my fucking gosh. Are we still talking about this? The dude was just hanging some brain. He's <laughs> a fucking maniac, dude. Creed's the best. Well, let's see. I can talk quickly talk about here. I watched uh, from 1960 a film called Black Sunday, directed by Mario Bava. So this is like an Italian uh, gothic horror film, and it's about a. Uh, so the movie opens. I think it's probably set in like the 1500s, maybe when it opens. And this woman, and I, I'm not sure. Maybe it's like her love. Uh, I can't remember who what the connection is, but these two people are basically like burned at the stake or like killed on the stake um, for being like witches. And before she dies, the woman says that um, basically she puts a curse on all those who are responsible for her death. And then fast forward 200 years. Um, she basically makes her return to carry out her vengeance against those people, like or against the lineage of those who condemned her. And I thought I I actually really enjoyed it. Um, and for a be a movie that's like now sixty years old, I thought there were some pretty effective moments that were genuinely creepy and well done. Um. What I thought was really cool that I haven't really seen before was when they buried this woman, what they did was they put like a glass window at the head of her coffin and then they put a cross – they put a cross before it. So that way if this woman were to ever resurrect from the dead, she would immediately like come back to life and look at a cough – like look at a cross and that would keep her at bay. Which I thought was kind of a cool idea. Um, but what ends up happening is that there are these there are these people, like I can't remember exactly what they're trying to do, but they're basically like doctors. And they their wagon breaks down outside of this woman's crypt, so they start they sort of explore it while their driver is fixing the carriage. And they accidentally disturb and like he accidentally breaks the glass window and cuts his hand and that blood is what brings the witch back to life and she sort of like goes and like haunts like basically like uses that guy to basically like possess him in a way and has him carry out her bidding and no i thought it was uh i thought it was really good i liked it quite a bit 
Zach, I can see you enjoying it. Chris, I would not say it's up your alley. Unfortunately. Well, fuck you too then, Jake. <laughs> I mean, definitely give it a watch. I would just can't see you enjoying it much. No, I mean, it sounds all right, but not too much for horror, so I get it. Yeah, it's just like cool. It's just fun to see sort of how horror was attacked or how it was um, approached, I should say, just from different time periods. Like, you know, we're not really relying on gore and, um, you know, just like music cues or like sound effects to get a scare, like, you know, just sort of how it's done. And it's sort of more of like a sort of like the atmosphere that gets created, like that you could just allow yourself to get sucked into. So sure, some of it is kind of campy and cheesy, you know, 60 years later. But I think there is some of it with like the makeup design and sort of how they do things that just sort of has a genuine creepiness to it. And I like and I think the story is pretty good. You know, something certainly nothing that we haven't heard or seen before, but I think well, well done. And then to wrap it up here, I watched Captain America, the first Avenger. Oh, really? I did. How'd that go? I can't say I'm a huge Captain America fan, personally. There's a lot of stuff that doesn't really make sense to me. I mean, don't get me wrong. I wasn't a big fan of this one, but... Like, the scene... Why why I watched it? Why Why you weren't a big fan. Oh, I wasn't a big fan. Um, I don't know. I guess it's just like some weird stuff for me. First off, like I think the CG of putting his head on another person, like a skinny person's body, looks terrible. terrible. Disgusting. It looks awful. Like cringeworthy bad. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I remember sucking. It was like the whole entire time you're watching this trailer for this movie, and it's just fucking Chris Evans, and he's jacked and shit, and you watch him in the beginning, and they don't even hint to you. That he's going to be in small body. <laughs> it's just the worst placement it's I've ever so, seen. It's and then so you're just like, weird. Where the fuck does this go? <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Then there's just like, I get, the, I, obviously there's a just liberty with like comic book movies, but there's just like little stuff that just like doesn't make any sense. Like, think about this, Chris. Do you know anything about nuclear energy? Not a lot, no. So if I were to tell you to go build a reactor to harvest nuclear energy, it would probably go pretty poorly, right? I would picture a giant water bottle, and I would throw it next to the reactor and hope it soaks some up. So, like, I don't understand how – so there's this theoretical energy, right, from the te- called the Tesseract that's supposed yes. to host the power of the gods. So how could you build a machine that's going to harvest the power of the gods if, A, you don't even know that it exists, and, B, you have no idea what that power is? But you're just going to build a machine that runs off that energy. Yep. No studies were done. No science was done on this thing. It's all just based off of a mystic mumbo-jumbo. Yeah, and then, like, they're testing it in the lab, and Viggo Mortensen is just like – not Viggo Mortensen. um, Hugo Weaving (laughs) – (laughs) Hugo Weaving is like I didn't come here for safety doctor and they just crank it all the way up and just pray nothing bad happens it's like what is this plan man what is this plan no they're gonna blow up the entire universe because if it was a power used by the gods chances are it's pretty devastating exactly (laughs) 
but I mean, I, I hate the way Red Skull looks. That was that was like one of my big things. Is like it literally just looks like they took clay and they painted it red and put well, it. On I don't skin. understand why he's hiding his face. Like, if you really think that you're that superior to everyone, like, why would you bu- go to the process of, like, creating a lifelike Mission Impossible mask to wear over yourself until the right uh-huh. moment? Like, that didn't make any sense to me. It, it makes no sense at all. Yeah, it's just, like, weird little things like that. But it's like, I get it. It's a comic book movie. There's sort like, there's these liberties all over the place. Yeah. They just kind of, like, stood out. This one. It just kind of stood out to me like, that's so bizarre. <laughs> um, I can't imagine also being named James Bernard and you want people to call you Bucky. <laughs> like, you could be called James. You could be called Bernie. You could be called you Jim, be called Jimmy. Bucky. Be like, no, no. Hey, call me Bucky. It's a fucking terrible name. But Chris Evans as Captain America, like, I don't think he's a terrible on a terrible as it. Um, also, the, pe- the 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 character of Peggy Carter is ridiculous. Like she's a woman, like that's obviously super, like you know, she's pre- supposed to be pretty awesome. Like she's in the space with the Secret Service, like literally knocks a guy out for like talking to her. But as soon as she sees Chris Evans' pecs, she just can't control herself and is just swooning. I mean, if I saw his pecs, I would do the same thing. Yeah, but you and I aren't the secret agents. We're just we're fucking movie nerds. <laughs> Obviously, we're gonna swoon at his pecs. That's true. That's true. It is a well-known fact that movie nerds swoon at the sight of pecs. <laughs> <laughs> Have some restraint, Peggy Carter. Fuck. Oh shit. Oh man, I know what you're saying. But it was okay. It was a fun. It was a it was a decent watch till you know while I was baked. It, it does the job when you're stoned. It did below. the job. It was fine. I had a nice chicken Caesar salad and um, half of a joint, and it was uh, it made for a solid two hours. Hold on a second. Did you say half a chicken Caesar salad and a, and a joint? No, I I had a full chicken Caesar salad and half of a joint. <laughs> I was about, dude, you eat chicken Caesar salads when you're high? Yeah, sure, why not? Why? What's wrong with that? It just seems like an odd choice. Like, you literally could have anything, but you have a chicken Caesar salad. It could be a, an eye-opening experience. I could be in awe if I were to ever do it, but it just seems like an odd choice to me. I mean... I like, I mean, I, I typically eat salads all a lot of time anyway, so it's not that different for me. Hey, man, whatever toots your horn. That's what tooted it. Whatever shits out your ass. That what's what tooted it, my friend. Yeah, fucking, yeah, fucking Captain America. Oh, another thing that kind of stood out to me. When he's sneaking through the compound... Trying to free those people. Why would you wear an American flag shield on your back when you're trying to sneak around? Like, no what could idea. be more what could be more obvious to the enemy than bright colors that spells out America? Not but spells America, out, but it's just like, but it's very obviously America. But he's proud to be an American. 
or at least he, he is. knows he's. But it's like for some for some super soldier, that wasn't very super uh, forward thinking there, Cap. No, it wasn't. I mean, he's not the he's not the brightest guy. But he's supposed sure to be the brightest guy. Some ass. Fuck. Well, I can't wait to watch Iron Man next. I'm watching all the MCU films in chronological order for no real reason other than I just fucking want to. So get off my back, Zach. <laughs> you can't say a word. I'll say whatever I want. You can't say a fucking word, dude. I'll say whatever I want. Yeah, whatever. When I realized that all of them were on Disney Plus, except for, of course, Spider-Man and the Incredible Hulk, because they're owned by Sony. I was just like, why the fuck not, man? I don't get any other use out of this streaming service. They have the amazing Spider-Man, don't they? I don't think they have any Spider-Man. No Spider-Man, no Hulk. I thought, like, did they just buy the rights to make a movie? They don't actually own the movie? Correct. They have the character rights, so they can use the character, but they can't have... So they can put the character in their Marvel films, but they don't own the rights to the actual like movie. They can't do their own movie itself. Oh, that's crazy. It's the same thing, it's the same thing with the Hulk. Like, they can't do another Hulk movie because they, they don't own like the overall rights. They can put the Hulk in their movies, but they can't have a movie called The Hulk. I mean, not that they would want to do another Hulk, hopefully, because they've all been terrible. Even Eric Bana. <laughs> I can see them wanting to do one that had Mark Ruffalo in it. Maybe, like, a quick one for after the fact when he's perma-Hulk, but, like, I don't know. I mean, I don't understand why the Hulk movies always fail. Well, they're always the same thing. I can't control the beast. Yeah, well, I think that's you know, it. Like, I think it's a hard time, like, coming up with a story that balances, like, putting anybody really at danger with the Hulk, because obviously you, like, nothing bad's going to happen to those around him. Yeah. Like, balancing that with also just, like, trying to do Hulk destruction, which gets, just gets tiresome. Yeah, you can't do that for an hour and 45. Right. I, I don't Maybe I'm wrong. I'm open to that fact. But I mean, like, I could to- maybe see. Well, I can't do that anymore now. Actually, she's fucking dead. I see like a Hulk and Black Widow movie, but she dead. R.I.P. Maybe Hulk and Hawkeye. The Adventures of Hulk and Hawk. That would be a terrible duo. <laughs> I'd love to watch it. Don't get me wrong, but. Jeremy, Ren- they can use Jeremy Renner's rock song in the what film. What if they just switched powers for like a day or for like a movie? You think so people Bruce, would go crazy if so like you Hulk, just so Hawkeye Renner got? They switched roles or they just switched powers? They just switched roles. So like, you start off a movie, you expect it to be Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk, but instead you get Jeremy Renner as the Hulk and Mark Ruffalo as Hawkeye. Dude, Twitter and Reddit would lose their fucking shit. Yeah, but it would be so good. I'd would love to be? see that. Would it be? I mean, the movie would be bad, but like, it would just be one big joke, and I love that. Yeah. 
Oh, speaking of Mark Ruffalo, last thing I can I'll mention and we can wrap this up is uh, I've been watching the miniseries on HBO called I Know This Much Is True, and I'm in I'm enjoying it. I've, originally, I'm about to watch the finale. I watched the finale tonight, um, but I'm enjoying it. Mark Ruffalo does an incredible job. He plays both. It's uh, so another sort of Seth Rogen type thing where he plays. Mark Ruffalo plays two twin brothers, or he plays like both roles. Set of, it's a set of it's a set of huh. twin brothers, and he plays both roles. One is a paranoid schizophrenic. So basically, the the premise of the show is um, the first episode opens with the paranoid schizophrenic brother like chopping off their own hand, and so he gets put into a psychiatric ward, and then the rest of the show is. Um, the other brother trying to basically get him out. But he's and, not the paranoid schizophrenic? No, so the non-paranoid schizophrenic, he is trying to get his brother out of the out of the war because he doesn't think it's good for him to be there. And so, sort of like the plot beats of the film, regards to the show are kind of like, eh. Kind of just seems sort of like drama for drama's sake. But Mark Ruffalo's performance, I think, is really good. Like especially as the paranoid schizophrenic, I think he does like a great job. I'm always interested to see like these types of things when people are interacting with themselves. Like their their performance is interacting with another one of their performances. Like it's pretty good. Like there's definitely like sort of cuts in what like you can tell when they're trying to like, hide the seams, and there's definitely times when like the way they the way they angle the camera, like it's like you can tell it's a stand-in. Um, yeah. But there are some scenes where it's like them to like them like maybe like walking side by side, and it's very clearly you're looking at Mark Ruffalo's face on both people, and it like looks really good. Like it's not distracting in any way. You said this was on HBO. Yes. Might have to tune in this week. It's only six episodes, so it's pretty pretty easy to get through. Forty-five minutes a piece. Uh, one hour a piece. Ooh. But they zip oh, no. by pretty. They zip by pretty quick. <laughs> Those extra fifteen minutes that got me, dude. Yeah. No, I like it. It's really good. I I would recommend. I don't often recommend shows, so I would recommend this one. And uh, that's all I got for the week, guys. Anything else you want to throw in here before we sign off? Um. I saw a thing that said that Sasha Baron Cohen was caught doing some Borat shit. I did see that. I'm curious as to what that is. Sounds pretty exciting. <laughs> now, do you think do you think it'll still have the same humor when like oh, I guess it's like I've rewatched Borat knowing obviously that it was all fake and it was so pretty funny, so I could see it being I could see it being hilarious. I just want to know cuz like when was Borat made? Like 2006? Something like that? Maybe yeah. earlier. But yeah. I guess like what made it funny was like the people's reactions to him, because they didn't know it was a real. If they didn't know it was just a bit, so it'd be interesting yeah. to see now what they would do. Sort of just the celebrity behind the Borat character. I'm more interested to see. 2004 was a different time, it's man. It was a different time. <laughs> it was yeah. That's also true. I believe that like even scene. if people know it's Sasha Baron Cohen, I be- bet the reactions will be just as real. <laughs> even like like the scene where he's at the bed and breakfast, 
and he's there's cockroaches on the floor, and he's like, "Ah, oh, my God, it's the Jews! Quick, throw money at them! Get them to go away!" Like, you can't, you can't do that right now. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, no, I'm I'm curious, or maybe maybe like that's maybe the point is he's gonna be pushing the buttons just to see what he can get away with. I, who knows? I'm interested to see where it goes because, like, I want to know if it's going to be a full-length movie like the last one, or if he was just planning on doing like a little mini-series type deal for some streaming service or whatever. Or yeah, maybe he's doing a bit. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I'm interested to see. Maybe they sure. found pockets of the country that still have never seen Borat and have never heard of Borat, so he was able to pull that. <laughs> It's boring. Well, pretty good. It's people. And maybe he goes like to the deep Republican South where they've never heard of this, and he just like trolls Trump supporters. That could be pretty funny. That would be pretty funny. I'd watch it. I, I'm going to watch it either way. But if it's a movie, yeah, I'll definitely check it out just to see what what it's about. Will it be good? I, I don't know. Watch the second character who was who was Bruno? Bruno? I, I never saw Bruno. I never did either. Maybe in Borat 2, maybe he finally gets Pamela Anderson. <laughs> I hope so. I'm going to teach me to be gangster. Ollie G2. Ollie G, G in the house too. You suck off a horse. Did you guys know that Seth Rogen got his start as a writer on the Ollie G show? Seriously? Yeah. That's badass. Genuine chocolate face and no makeup. (laughs) Alright, anything else you guys need to mention here before we sign off? Nope. I'm done. What are we reviewing next week? Your mom. That'd be pretty easy. Easier than American Pickle. Uh, do we have any suggestions? Do you guys have any five stars? Is there anything coming? Oh, no, that's the week after. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't really know. I guess we could talk about it and see what we might want to do. I mean, we don't need to do, like, a movie. We could do, like, a be a couple. Like, do the, the director or some shit. Yeah, we could talk about it. Um... 37 videos to trap in the closet. <laughs> you, I would review that in a heartbeat. I understand <laughs> that R. Kelly's a piece of shit, but... Hey, we're reviewing the art, not the man. Exactly. I'll be reviewing the man. <laughs> we'll do Trapped in the Closet next to the R. Kelly documentary. Or it's like, um... It's like, we're reviewing Trapped in the Closet and then the Aziz on Sorry, R. Kelly's skit. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> fucking by the ATM. Fucking by the ATM. <laughs> oh shit! I gotta watch that when I get home. Well, all right. Well, until next week. Um, keep staying safe out there. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next week. Bye bye. With 